This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, July 3rd, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, isn't going away quietly. He stands accused of soliciting prostitution in Florida, and he's challenging the case to the fullest extent of the law. What it reveals about prosecutors' dealings with people who don't have massive piles of cash lying around is telling. Elizabeth Nolan Brown of Reason Magazine has been following the story. She details some of the galling civil liberties implications for prosecutors engaging in business as usual. It's been over a year now. It's been about a year and a half since the initial bust. And there has never been um, you know, any charges for human trafficking. There's never been any uh, further evidence that has come out since that initially, the case initially fell apart, that anything more was going on there than, um, you know, licensed business, licensed masseuses. Also, some of them sometimes would perform sex acts um, uh, at the end of massages. Um, And so... Yeah, it, it's it's never really panned out like the prosecutors have said. Um, Robert Kraft's lawyer just uh, said in court this week, you know, uh, they knew this was never human trafficking case. Law enforcement knew it. And I think law enforcement is a sort of a, almost conceded that point. So uh, why persist? Uh, because they they still have um, hundred over 100 misdemeanor solicitation charges for various men that they are trying to uh, prosecute and collect fees from and various things. Also, they did charge a few felonies in the case. Uh, It was all women who were employed by or managed these massage businesses. So, um, and they've sort of taken a lot of assets from them and spent a lot of time on their prosecution. So they're still very much, two different counties in Florida are still very much prosecuting these cases against them. And um, it's kind of turning now on this video surveillance this question of this video surveillance that they did. And that's what was in the uh, a Florida appeals court this week on Tuesday. So uh, because they still have many other defendants that they would like to convict and collect from, and these women, of course, char- themselves charged with uh, like, felonies, um, Yeah, for like promoting correct. prostitution or keeping a place of prostitution or um, racketeering and money laundering based on, you know, prostitution activity. So not, not for, to be clear, not felonies for human trafficking or anything like that. Right. But that seems to be one of the most uh, mind boggling things about this is that those charges have held up. Those charges have been maintained. Yeah, they have, um, which is crazy in, because, you know, these are the people that they said that they were doing this all to, to save, really. And so if, if if prosecutors were to let Robert Kraft off the hook, they would have to do the same for a whole bunch of other men who don't have yes and actually so there's several lawsuits happening um there was there's one filed just by robert Kraft um against so there's there's this video evidence and we'll get to that in a second and this is what these lawsuits are all sort of about but one was filed by robert Kraft. one was filed by four um of the owners or workers at these massage businesses and one was filed by um a bunch of men who had been customers there some who had been arrested and some who had not been arrested uh so there's they're, they're all challenging this and they're all still part of this appeal now it's kind of interesting, like everyone is objecting to this. Every party to this, aside from the uh, state prosecutors, are like, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird when you have, you know, consenting adults engaging in capitalist acts that 
there everybody can complain about prosecution here. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because one of the things that um uh, I was reading the ESPN coverage of this today. Um, I've been reading a lot about it too, but uh, of the case documents directly. But um, you know, he pointed out that the ESPN pointed out that. I'd forgotten Kraft was initially offered a deal where he could just plead guilty to these misdemeanors, two misdemeanor counts of uh, solicitation and pay a $5,000 fine and do some community service and attend this don't do prostitution class that they make men who uh, are convicted of solicitation do in a lot of states. And then that would be it. He'd be done with it. And he instead decided, no, he was going to keep challenging it, even though he's never really denied that he did get massages there and that they did end with sexual activity. But, um, but you know, he's like, he says that it was unjust and unconstitutional the way they went around about um, recording him during it and the way this case is all played out. And so he's just refused to uh, plead guilty and just, you know, take their charges, which is what so many of the women that get caught up in these things have to do and ultimately end up doing because they, you know, they don't have any choice. They often can't even afford bail. So they're stuck in jail for, you know, a year or more fighting these charges. But I'm really glad that the craft actually is challenging this. So um, of this video evidence, what are the claims that he's making uh, regarding yeah, how the so this is, collected this is it? Yeah, so this is fun, by which I mean, you know, horrifying and a terrifying example of how uh, things work out uh, with, our, with our civil liberties under the, the Patriot Act, actually. Um, one of the things, it kind of, one of the provisions of it is sort of allowed these sneak and peek warrants, which, um, you know, they kind of sold as being, you know, helping us fight terrorism. So you could, uh, but there's been a lot of evidence that they were mostly just used you know, to, to do drug busts and drug prosecutions. And now we're seeing a lot of these sort of these secret, these wards for these secret cameras being used in uh, prosecutions too. So in this case, they went to a judge and they said, you know, we think, and they didn't even tell the judge human trafficking, you know, that's what they immediately told the press. But they told the judge just, we think there's prostitution activity going on here and maybe there's some um, conspiracy or racketeering or money laundering charges too. And so we want to install cameras in this business. This is in two different counties, in um, Martin County and uh, in Barrow Beach County. And so they, uh, the judge, judges signed off on this and they went in and they installed them in the lobbies and they installed them in the massage rooms. They did this, uh, in one of the cases by doing like a fire alarm or fake fire, something with fire alarms. So they, all the people had to go outside and they sent this person in to fix it. And it was, uh, um, someone who was installing the secret cameras. So they, yeah. So they kept cameras there for, and this was after like already like a year of investigation. They'd been going through their trash and they'd been sending in undercover agents to get massages and see if they, you know, offered them hand jobs at the end. And then they, um, there was a, you know, Homeland Security agents involved, but then they also decided they needed these, these cameras in there. And so they installed them for, um, a few, a few weeks each in these two different massage parlors and they filmed everybody, uh, the, the cameras recorded continuously they didn't ever shut off they just you know recorded everything and so and they say in their defense that they didn't watch it all you know it was just like on but they didn't you know necessarily watch it all but um so uh that's been one of their big defenses here but so yeah so this you know obviously recorded the you know the women who worked there whether or not they were engaging in sex work or not and, um, and, and you know all the men who were arrested for solicitation all the customers men and women who were there who were not you know uh, who just need regular massages and you know everybody's getting undressed regardless because that's what you do when you're getting a massage or at least you know sort of undressed so um you know kind of kind of a cop embarrassing situation and there's videos of all this so that's why you have all of these people um 
uh, challenging this because they wanted to be able to, you know, use the evidence in the, in the cases and use it in court. And then it would be in, um, in, the, in the public record. And uh, you had uh, AP and various newspapers subpoenaing to let them release it because they wanted copies of this. It's just really sick on a lot of levels. Yeah. So uh, if you're uh, a customer and you think you're going in for a quote unquote legit massage, um, you would have been recorded by the police without the knowledge of the business owner. Yes. And there are indeed some of the, uh, I mean, that did happen. And there are some of them, uh, people who that happened to that are part of, of the case as, as Jane Doe's and John Doe's, um, because they say, you know, that if the, the massage footage was released and their names are on there, then people would think that they had been, you know, doing sexual activity, even though they weren't just because So we got to give some kudos then to Robert Kraft for fighting this uh, because there are more significant than I thought civil liberties implications uh, at stake here. It's this is not just about uh, whether or not prostitution is going on at a certain place in Florida. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's moved beyond that. The main thing now is this. And it's really interesting um, what what they were talking about in court this week, which is. So a judge, you know, a district judge or a county judge um, in Florida ruled that the evidence was not admissible on, in several of these, in, in all of these different lawsuits from, from the women and from the, the men who were arrested for craft. Um, it was not admissible because the the uh, police did not go to any effort to minimize the footage that they recorded. You know, and they didn't take any, they, they didn't say, you know, once some regular massage was happening and nothing happened, they could turn it off or that they would turn it off during, you know, when the employees weren't getting massages, not just film the business 24 hours. And, and so, um, you know, they didn't do any of that and they didn't make any attempt to delete the footage from the, uh, you know, people who were uh, accused of criminal activity. So they, yeah, so she said you can't use it. And then, um, the court, you know, the state appealed. And so that's why it's back in court now for arguing that they want to be able to use this, this video evidence. Is it your sense that the state has sort of painted itself into a corner here? I mean, there are so many, so many forces, it seems opposed to them. And one of, and one of them just happens to be somebody who has a truckloads of cash uh, to challenge this. Yeah. And I mean, that's what's so funny and also sad is that, you know, a lot of times these cases don't get any attention because, I mean, I, I've been writing about a lot of these cases, like this is not unique what they're doing here at all. And this happens all, uh, in so many places around the country. And I've, I've written about a lot of them I'm working on right now, one that involves Senator Josh Hawley. But, um, you know, they wanted to do the Florida case. They wanted to do make a big deal of this because they got Robert Kraft, you know, and because they got Robert Kraft, people didn't just ignore this one. It didn't just become a local story. It became a national story and people all, everywhere were talking about it. So it's kind of funny. Like they did that because they wanted the publicity of it. Like, ha look at this big fish we got. And they bragged about how they were going to have more big fish later. And they, you know, did like a big press conference and stuff. And like, now that's the thing that's made this sort of uh, the national media and stuff actually have sustained attention to it. Do you have any expectations about where this is going to go? It seems like Robert Kraft is not going to not going to stand down. Yeah. Um, no. And it's, you know, so, yeah, they had the oral arguments. They said they could have a, uh, a decision as soon as next week. But w- it's really interesting because um, just one of the things the judges said. Uh, so the. Real quickly, the, the state's big argument is that 
this wasn't an illegal, um, this wasn't unconstitutional, this didn't violate due process, this didn't violate their Fourth Amendment rights because they, uh, even if it was unconstitutional, they ended up finding prostitution crimes happening. So therefore, they should just let them use it. Um, <laughs> and also that, you know, a, a textual reading of the Fourth Amendment, it doesn't say that it says, you know, you just have to like provide probable cause and blah, blah, blah. And so, they, that's what they did. And so the Fourth Amendment doesn't prohibit this. And, you know, the lawyers for all the defendants are like, what? Like, no, like, look at all of this, you know, federal court, case, um, court ca- cases, look at Supreme Court precedent, look at all of this. This, that's, that's not, it's not like literally just what that says, just because it doesn't directly say you couldn't do, you know, you couldn't install secret cameras in a massage parlor. Um, and so just, it's interesting that the judge said when, when the courts, when the state started arguing that in court on Tuesday and the judge said, you're getting off on the wrong foot by focusing on the language of the fourth amendment when we should be focusing on the Supreme Court jurisprudence that is heavily weighted against you. Elizabeth Nolan Brown is a senior editor at Reason Magazine. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.